Hello and welcome to Musicians Talk. My guest is Montreal-based artist Michael Hansford, who performs as Molly Drag. He's putting out a brand new album called Thumper at the end of the month. We met up before a show in Philadelphia as he was nearing the end of his tour with Past Life. He talked about his new record and gave an exclusive performance. Here is Marrow from this session. so much that was wonderful Thanks. <laughs> thank you yes so first of all i always like to ask how is the tour going are you having fun <laughs> yeah 
Um, yeah, it's almost over now. So um, we've driven over 5,000 miles. Wow. And today's day 22 here in Philly and then playing Lowell tomorrow. And then I get to go back home. Cool. Luckily, I have seven days off work still after I get back home so I can really relax. Decompress. Oh, yeah. Self-induced <laughs> coma for like three days, maybe. Uh, so also last time I saw you, you had a broken arm. How is it? Tour- yeah. How is touring with a broken arm? Yeah, I had a shattered elbow. Okay. And uh, I actually had a bunch of fragments of bones in my uh, nerves. Wow. So as soon as I got back from that tour, I actually had to cancel like five shows because I got a call from the hospital saying like, uh, you know, we had a second look at your x-rays and like you need immediate surgery. Wow. So probably <laughs> shouldn't have done the tour, but I mean... I mean, I'm glad I got to see you play. Yeah. I got to see Henry also. Yeah, yeah. I kind of, because of that injury, I kind of had to be, I was like, Henry, like, I know you just quit your job. You want to, <laughs> you want to play bass? <laughs> yeah. Um, so the majority of your music is self-produced mm-hmm. and there's a lot going on and you're quite prolific. So mm. how do you, how are you able to add so much on one record? <sighs> I think... I think it's because I, I don't have much of a social life. Um, I, I don't go out very often. I mean, I have friends that I, like, I hang out with, but like we're all like, we all make music. So I'm constantly just, my setup's really easy. Um, I mean, I never even used an interface until the record that I'm about to, uh, <laughs> the record that I'm about to put out was like the first one. With an interface? Yeah. A broken interface. Before, before that... Um, I only use like some US- cans just spilled. Yeah, I literally watched that fall. Yeah. It'll be good. it's good content. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I, I think it's just because my setup's really simple. I do everything with one mic. Mm-hmm. I never use more than one microphone at a time. It's just plug in, turn on GarageBand, and go. Like oh. that's that's really it. And then tracking for me, is, I'm, I'm I, I spend not that much time tracking like the actual like instruments. Mm-hmm. But I'll spend like weeks producing. Like I'll sit in my computer like for like days and just like until I get things perfect. Yeah. yeah. Which is like per track or? Yeah, 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 per track really. It's all like literally the recording probably takes like recording, tracking the instruments and whatever probably takes about a week and then I'll produce for like three and a half months. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but there are like a handful of collaborators on the newest release. So, you know, and it's still like made or the majority of it is still self yeah, yeah. self produced. So like, yeah. How do you find the specific parts where you think, you know, this would be a good place for someone else? Or is, do you reach out to people? Or? Yeah, I feel like whenever I'm like writing a song and like for falling back for like, for instance, for that is I, I probably did about three different drum tracks for it. And none of them were really none of them were like really they didn't feel right to me. They worked, but they didn't really feel like proper. And like Henry and Hano Hano like has always had really cool ideas when it comes to percussion, you know. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I just like sent sent them like I think maybe it was like an audio clip of like my voice doing like a beat <laughs> that I I wanted to have. And then yeah. Henry sent me something in like an hour, and it, it was perfect. Yeah. And then on this on this record coming out too, I actually have my good friend Al from the band Great Grandma. Grandpa, rather. They're on Double Double Whammy, and she sings on a song. 
I think now that like, I'm getting older and, and, and um, I guess like some sort of like youthful egos deflating, I'm more open to like having my friends who like I already think that are more talented than me kind of <laughs> be a part of it, you know? Yeah. And then it's really good at the end of it too to be like, oh yeah, like this is the song that like, I'll usually not even like, say the song title, I'll be like, this is the song that Al sings on, or this is the song that Henry did the drum track for, kind of thing. Yeah. It's just nice to collaborate with, with your friends, you know? Because everyone has their own kind of glow mm-hmm. and like skit style mm-hmm. that like you can't do, right? Yeah. So it's good to kind of like have their color thrown in a song. <laughs> yeah. That's a really interesting way to put it about, you know, the ego deflating, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I feel like... I feel like as I get older, I get more uh, like more wanting for like really true connections and, and kind of like you know you kind of put things in retrospect what's in, what's important and like what's bullshit like you know I don't know yeah. I guess everyone's different but I I feel like I feel like it happens to a lot of people as you get older like you you start to bec- become a lot more person that you know wants to involve other people than rather be in competition with other people yeah. like community over competition yeah yeah um so how often do you write I guess we kind of touched on it. But. Yeah, well, writing writing for me is really, really like really sporadic. Sometimes, sometimes I'll I won't pick up a guitar or play piano for like a month. Mm-hmm. Not because I told myself not to, just because <laughs> it won't happen. Um, with this injury that I had, and after surgery, I was like really kind of bedridden for 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 like three months. Essentially, like I was in bed for a really long time. I, it was my right arm, so I couldn't really play guitar. And that's why the new record is, like, really piano-driven. Um, lots of piano is in it, because that's, like, all I was really able to do at the time. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. Writing for me is just a very sporadic thing, and usually happens really quickly. Yeah. You know? Like, I have I have hundreds of voice memos on my phone, just, like, little riffs that, like, I'll try to remember. Or mm. Yeah. How often do those... Uh you know, become something or just sit Always. on your phone. Yeah? Usually wow. when I go to record like a song, I'll, you know, I'll be like, oh yeah, there's that one voice memo. There's like a riff there or like a vocal melody that I really liked. And like, let's see what I can do with that. And then mm-hmm. I'll like loop that wow. for, a, I'll just keep looping that over and over again. And then like try different software instruments, try different drum beats and like try different vocal melodies and just see where like I can take that. Mm-hmm. So I'm a lot, my, my songs are very repetitive, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, really repetitive. Um, and this record has been finished. I mean, according to the SoundCloud link, it says it's been up for six months. Yeah. It been, wow. So I, it's been, like, it's been done for a while. Yeah. Is it hard? Cause again, I feel like you're so prolific. Is it hard for you to sit on a record for that long before putting it out? Yeah. It, it, it really, it, it definitely is for sure. Yeah. I just feel like what happened was last year, I think I released a lot of music in, in, uh, in one year. And with this one, with Thumper, the one that is coming out next month, is it, it really felt like a new kind of chapter in, for me personally with this project, like the first three records. And like, well, there's Nodding Off too, but I feel like the, when Nodding Off finished, I feel like I was like kind of ending like 
like a like a semester of like my music <laughs> for me. So I just wanted to wait a while and like, and it's a fall record as well. <laughs> I really wanted it to come out like in the in like September and like have it like grow through winter. It just yeah. seems like that kind of color again yeah. to me. But yeah, it's definitely uh, difficult to sit on music <laughs> and I have another and I have I'm releasing a split vinyl in the fall too mm-hmm. later on like in November with the Johnny Goth we're doing like a split together which mm-hmm. so I guess I'll still be releasing a lot of music this year I'm mm-hmm. just kind of like waiting <laughs> um would you say the record is at all conceptual since you said that I feel like there are so many common themes about Longing and moving on and mm-hmm. begrudgingly moving on maybe and mm-hmm. from a distance and all that. This this record, uh, the like Thumper is definitely I think my most like bright record and like happier, mm-hmm. not as moody and like basically what it's about is it's like I kind of had developed this concept about like my hometown like that I grew up in and being like an only child whose parents were not very in my life. And I spent a lot of time like by myself observing people and aimlessly walking around as as a child and like almost like feeling hopeless sometimes. So this record was kind of like I imagined my like childhood self being visited by like future me who I am now Mm -hmm. just saying kind of like, don't worry, like you have you're going to have a lot of great times in your life. Like don't you know, you're not going to be lonely forever. Like you deserve to be loved and Mm -hmm. like. It's like Thumper to me is kind of like about like try to like it's really a bit about childhood like an innocence and you know before the world like taints you or yeah. scares you or whatever so yeah it's definitely conceptual and compared to all my other records which I feel like the songs themselves can be conceptual I feel like this album is actually like as a whole mm. very like it's a, a whole story for sure would you say it's almost like a prequel to your other records that deal a lot with sadness and things like that yeah i never looked at it that way <laughs> but the, yeah yeah no for, for sure no totally yeah mm. definitely um how did you pick the album art because it's very interesting um so my grandma sent me some pictures um from the 50s of the high school that I went to. And there was this kid, his name's David Wallace, and that's the kid that's on the cover. He like entered a high school track meet, but he was only like 11 and ended up like almost winning it on the high jump. And then my my grandma sent me that picture and I was like, damn, that's like really, like I already knew I wanted to call the album Thumper because kind of naming it after the the rabbit from Bambi. It's like, and so I knew, and then I saw the kid's leg like, you know like it looks like he's about to like stomp the earth and like and like you know like create this like swell throughout the earth like when i saw that picture i knew like i already had like three different album covers for thumper Mm -hmm. and when i saw that one i was like that's 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 the cover yeah Mm -hmm. there's a lot of artwork that's going to come out with it that's all from that same track mean there's Mm -hmm. like a a picture i saw the back did you uh, see the guy the pole vaulting guy yeah 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 all those pictures my grandma showed him like man these are beautiful beautiful (laughs) photos yeah did he make it in that picture? Do you know in that cover? I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to tell. I don't know. My grandma just said, got them from the our, this little tiny museum in the mm. town in Midland called the Heronia, in, like the Heronia Museum, and they were like, "Yeah, of course you can use the photos, <laughs> like whatever." But they they didn't have much information other than names and dates and where it was. But it would be really cool to like read like the outcomes of mm. everyone's thing for sure. 
And I, when I was younger, I was really into track as well. Okay. Like, I was definitely a, a track and field kid. Who is screaming right now? I thought that was like a cat. <laughs> um, do you want to play another song? Mm-hmm. Cool. Hmm. Maybe I should play uh, a new one. Cool. All right, this one's called Falling Back. question do you speak french not well enough <laughs> to pass mm-hmm. enough to enough to pe- pass the day by mm-hmm. enough to o- order food and talk to customers at my work uh-huh. it gets better as i go you gets never, better as i go you never felt inclined to write in french oh i have there is a there are a couple demos that i have of songs where i do sing in french actually mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um and there's another project I have called Wenda Provincial Park, where a lot of some song titles are in French as well. But yeah, like definitely, like if I was not so stubborn, I would probably take French lessons. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But I hope to be able to be, to be fluent one day. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, a lot of your songs deal with depression and mm-hmm. death and drugs and things like that. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's true. Um, I think one Vice headline, what was it? It will ru- Molly Jar will ruin your emotions. I think. Yeah. What did you think of that headline? I mean, that was like the. I think that was the first big press thing I ever got. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't too long after my first record, Deeply Flawed, came out, and they're like, "Oh, we want to premiere like your next record and whatever." And then like I woke up that morning like super hungover. And I like <laughs> went. My friend was like, "Dude, like the article articles are there. Like, gotta check it out." And I went and I read the headline and <laughs> it was just like, Molly Drag's music will ruin your emotions. And I looked at my roommate and I was like, I don't know if I'd click that. <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like I feel like my music I, I tried to make it more like cathartic and like healing. And yeah. like um because I feel personally like in my life I've 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 been surrounded by a lot of a lot of depression and um, like in my family and a lot of disassociate, disassociating thoughts um, and a lot of drugs, history in my family, drug use, like a lot of like eating disorders and like, um, and I feel like as you get older, like you try to like, you, you never really expect that you always think that you're not going to fall into that, but like you usually end up falling in that at some point. And I guess then this project for me was a way to like have like a cathartic release where like I can have like these thoughts and I can write them down and I can record a song and then when I record it and put it out I can almost like rid it from me mm-hmm. but it's important to like not delete things from your memory so yeah. like like you can like reminisce by listening to those songs yeah you know so it's, yeah that's what it is to me, mm. really. And I know that sometimes the content can be like pretty heavy and yeah. but like that's why I make music. Like mm. that's like why I pick up guitars and like or like sit on piano and like and my best friend Aaron is like kinda of similar for him as well. Like I, I think me and him both make music for the exact same reasons. And now that we have people that actually like message us to saying like, Hey, your music has helped me through this situation or this situation or whatever like that really is what keeps me feeling like when i like i'm doing something that's like not not necessarily important but i'm doing something that's actually like maybe helping someone through a specific time yeah and to me that's like the most rewarding thing about about making these fucking songs (laughs) (laughs) um so you'd say um you'd say your music is therapeutic is that how you view it for yourself? Oh, it's definitely it's definitely therapeutic for for me. For me, um, and see, one thing I've been talking to like past life about too with my music is like you know like almost like every one of these shows we've had like someone come up and like personally come up to me and be like hey like you know you're me I don't go to shows and. I don't talk to people very often and like your music, like, you know, it's like really important to me and it's really hard for me to like deal with it because like, I don't want to like be responsible for, you know what I mean? Like the songs are like really all, like I'll talk to people, you know, but like the songs are all I can really offer, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like I can't, I can't do more than that. Mm -hmm. And like, you probably wouldn't even like me that much if you got, (laughs) if you got to know me. (laughs) Yeah. I've talked to other artists. Like, um, I remember Krill 
um, Jonah Furman from Krill said something about, you know, you don't want to facilitate people's sadness. And then yeah. Rob and Will Paulson said something really similar. Yeah, totally. I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, yeah. You know, you got to be polite and, you know, be thankful. But like, you know, also it's just like, I've been to therapy. Like, it's okay to seek like professional therapy if you're really feeling these ways. Like, there's nothing I can really do mm-hmm. for you, you know? Yeah. It sounds like a, like a tiny bit burdensome when people kind of see you as like a healing tool, I guess, or your music. Yeah, 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 for sure. There's an individual who's a really great person. and They've talked to me on the internet many of times, and they came to a show on this tour, and they sent me a message after, and they said, because uh, they hugged me, and the message they sent the day later was like, that's the first time I've hugged someone in like five years. Wow. And like... It like changed. It like changed the way I feel. And that like hit me like really hard, you know. Yeah. Internet's a strange place. <laughs> um, that's how I met Henry, and then I wouldn't have discovered your music. So. No, yeah. Henry loves reaching out to people. Like Henry, he's like the king of internet. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Henry so much. Yeah, I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, so is it ever difficult to share these kinds of songs with people? It's difficult for people that I know personally in my life because I, you know, there's a lot of content where people sometimes know exactly um, what I talk about in my songs. And especially with Thumper, I'm really glad that, like, I don't think my parents listen to my music very much. But, like, this new album, like, there's definitely some lyrics where I'm, like, you know, I'm, like, I know I would get, like, a message from my mom being, like, why would you, you know... Even though I'm not being super, like, literal, but you can, if you know me, mm-hmm. and if you're, like, in my family or good friends, like, you kind of know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So definitely it gets a little bit kind of like, you know, I do the song and I'm feeling the emotion, and then when I'm about to release an album, I'll get these, like, I'll, get, I'll like, smoke weed or something. And I'll just <laughs> be like... <sighs> You know, like, I always do that. I always, like, smoke (laughs) weed, like, the night before I release an album with, like, my friends, like, my roommate or Aaron. I'll just be like, man, I don't know if I can put this shit on the internet. (laughs) Just because of, like, I'll, like, assume that everybody knows everything about my life in my head. Yeah. But, um, there's, yeah, there's, in the new record, there's a lot of, like, content about, 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 like, my parents saying, like, divorce and, um... Living in a like a like a broken home of having like a father who was very like possessive and controlling and you know me like when I first started to feel like anger for the first time like it was directed towards my father and just like that kind of like aspect so yeah like there's definitely times where I'm just kind of like very like I'm I, I guess like what it is is like I'm I'm I remain weary of it and like I don't. I'll rewrite stuff if I think it's too literal. Like, mm-hmm. if I think it's too, like, like it shouldn't, you know. Like, for artistic purposes or more personal reasons? For personal purposes, because, yeah. like, every, you know, I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, 27 now. And, like, yeah, I had, like, a weird childhood for the most part. But, like, I still love my parents. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, like, here to, like, crucify them through, yeah. my, through my music, you know. That doesn't help anybody. But it does help me tell stories and really... And, kind of have see them in a different way yeah yeah um is there anything else you want the world to know that's how i end no. every interview oh, here in philly i got a shower last night <laughs> and uh 
Had a pretty interesting night there in New York last night. I hung out with my friend Salvatore from he's a he's a writer at the Fader. Mm -hmm. We just we had a night. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, you want me to play a last song? Uh, yeah, please. All right. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Boom. <laughs> we did it.